0: episode 92 somehow a story mode a video game podcast the official podcast is story mode.com i am your host jesse swallowing a b munro That's right i'm joined by one person but you indeed one person sometimes you know what i mean killing the mystery of hanging rock simpson Yay.
1: Hey, there, buddy! Hey, I like yeah. that one. See, that's, I, like to, I like it back to like that's the pre-show shit. Topical, I? yeah. You're just bringing up what I said, said before to use it against me.
0: Now, no sign tonight. He's got uh, dick problems, so he had to take the diet off. Um, his penis became too big, and then it got real small real quickly. Have you seen the, the movie um, Under the Skin? I think I have. Who who's and there's it? that part with like the floor. It has got um. You can focus on it. Megan Fox? No. Is it? No, no. it's got in uh, Johansson. Yeah, it's got Scarlett. Yeah. All right, all right. And there's the part with the guy floating in space, and there's uh, that he <laughs> sucked clean, dry. All of his bones and stuff has been. Have you still yeah, seen that? I, okay, I it's I one of the greatest horror it. scenes in a film. I haven't seen. That's happened in, for those who have seen it. That happened to Simon's penis. He's seeing specialists. He's he's. Uh, he's gonna yeah, be okay. Uh, thoughts,
1: they can save thoughts him.
0: Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, Simon Evans and press, but keelan how are you doing how's your penis going good i don't but know what you want me to say
1: to that jesse i
0: don't want you to say much to it how, yeah. do you have, how
1: are you yourself doing overall i'm okay i have not had a lot of time to play video games jesse and you know what that is just despicable like just not okay it is i i hate it, it is. what about you have you played video games this week
0: I should play it a fair bit. Playing a lot a lot of Halo. We played some Halo before the show, oh, actually. I did
1: play some Halo. Dude.
0: Got back into Age of Empires a little bit. They nerfed the French. I,
1: mm-hmm. you know, just so like real so life.
0: Just like real life. Exactly. Take that. France. I know
1: nothing got? about no. France, so that is a very uninformed um, comment. Sorry. And I've been French watching a lot
0: of, uh, like, listeners. Let's Play videos. There's a guy, um, he, his YouTube handle is, like, real civil engineer or something like that. And he played games like PolyBridge and um, Kerbal Space. Space program. Something? Just program, thank you. Um, and he's an actual engineer. So he puts a modicum of thought into it at is
1: times. It like, just, does the stuff he built, is it good?
0: Uh, sometimes. Like when he's building bridges, he, he usually makes sure he gets into the top you know, 10% in the world. which He does pretty easily. Kerbal, he's not as good as, it, but it's still really fun. But you know how there's just that... There's that like corner off YouTube, which is just uh, Twitch streamers from the UK, and they're all great. It's that. So I've been watching a lot of him and Archie Game, who, you know, along the same lines, UK streamer, fantastic. Well, I had a day today. Oh, oh, wait, you go first. No, no, oh, no we've well, well, days.
1: I was just going to talk about uh, UK streamers. I didn't realize, yeah. but like, the, like, I think he's a comedian, Limmy.
0: Lemmy. Lemmy,
1: yeah. He's, he streams regularly, and he's freaking yeah. hilarious. Like, man, that is, like, really good stuff. I I like seeing things like this. Um, Not that I like streaming or anything, but, you
0: know. Oh, fuck. It's too cool for that. He said, as, <laughs> as we stream. I like, in this video game podcast that we stream every week on Twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS, in the first... Three or four months, you've said, didn't play many video games. Fucking hate streaming. Call me a nerd next, you goddamn, you jock. Yeah, you nerd. That is- oh, what's that accent? Mm. Keelan, I've had a date today. Yep. I've had bird problems today. Birds. Bird problems, okay. So I moved to a new house and uh, over the back fence, we're in Australia. so There's animals everywhere. There's big trees that will probably catch fire everywhere. We have a big eucalyptus tree growing over the back of our fence. There's a branch that sort of arcs over our backyard. And we first moved in, I looked straight up and there's a crow's nest in there, or ravens or whatever the hell they are. And I had a massive fear that one day it will blow over and the, the baby birds will come tumbling down or the baby birds will try to fly one day and they'll come tumbling down. In my head, that always ended with them, like, you know, squashing a bit of a splat on the ground. That hasn't happened, but we did have one of the birds try to fly. And land in our backyard. It couldn't fly very well. So it's landed, it's not dead. It's not injured either. It just can't fly. It's not old enough. Like it's it's a jump too early, I think. So we've been like making sure it's okay, and we've got both of its parent crows on the fence being like, and this bird's like. So I've had that going on all day. You probably will be able to hear it at one point while recording. And after, I, I fed it, I fed it a berry. uh try to pick it up with some gloves. How gentle! Yeah, man. I want to make sure this bird's okay. We've set up a, a temporary nest. We looked into it and see what you, you know, see what you meant to do. I said, if you can make a little temporary nest um, overnight, so you know, keep it away from cats and local animals and stuff like that. So mm. we got my rabbit's old cage, or have mounted it to the pergola and put some sticks and twigs and stuff in there, and it's it's sitting in there now and seems pretty chill. All right. But hopefully tomorrow we can get animal rescue to come along, or maybe we'll learn to fly overnight. I don't oh, know. Oh
1: man, that's real sweet. I'm glad that you, sweet, you you're looking after this little birdo.
0: I mean, fuck. Hopefully it has a happy ending. I feel oh, I feel yeah. really attached. We've called him um, uh, Sesame.
1: Oh, that's cute. What if he becomes yeah. your new pet and he just like keeps coming back to you?
0: My worry is that we've named him and then tomorrow he's gonna die. That's far I don't more need, likely. I don't need that. That's yeah, know, that's right? far like, more likely to happen it? than what We're I said. With it now. <laughs> don't name anything.
1: You get you attached can't, to it. can siblings, friends, children, children.
0: Yeah, don't name any of them. Just be like, "Oi, oi, Oh you, you. <laughs> yeah, fucking dog, yeah. Ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. <time. laughs> but Keelan, you know what else is great. Halo. <laughs> Man, my segue is getting 92 episodes deep. That's the best segue I can come up
1: with this. Son. Wait, 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 Jesse. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to show you my impression of that guy who does the impression of uh, Borat as Master Chief. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me do it. <clears throat> Get into character.
0: <clears throat> can, can, wait, can I can open this up with something? Yeah. So on on Twitter, um, one of the guys from Hard Time, I can't remember his name, name is. Oh, I've completely blanked his name. He's fucking hilarious um he did his impersonation of <laughs> borat slash master chief It's very good Keelan, take it away
1: so well hold on. i'll give a bit of context first here to everyone um I'll, I'll tell you a bit of a story i i told my partner about the fact that we were going to be doing like a halo retrospective episode i was telling her about halo and then i showed her the video and she's like i don't get it so then I had to explain the context of how Master Chief speaks <laughs> first. So he's got this weird low kind of gravelly strange voice. The the voice actor Steve Downs looks exactly how you'd expect him to act uh, to look and he speaks in almost exclusively one-liners, Master Chief, the character. So he'll say things like the um the admiral of the entire UNSC Says to him, Chief, what are you doing? And he goes, taking the covenant back there, bomb,
0: like in a real weird yeah. deep fuck voice. Yeah, man, <laughs> fucking sick. It's super cool. It's dumb, but it's cool. Why waste time with words? You know, you look at you look at like Samus. She doesn't speak much. You know, don't need to. Ac- Action speak louder than words.
1: The dude crash lands on a planet. Right? Doesn't know what the fuck he's doing there. Oh fuck! The first thing he says, I need a weapon. First thing. Yeah. Come on, man. That's fucking badass. Alright, anyway, this guy's
0: <laughs> just build up. You've given such a build-up to this. This guy's really, impression. I had I had my whole intro set up like how I'm gonna introduce the topic and everything like You're like, nope, nope. This Jesse, is a better way. Move over. Simon's not here, okay? Simon doesn't keep you under either keep you under control, or you've seen the the Simon hyperactivity power vacuum. Okay, you've been sucked into it. <laughs> you've got too big for your britches. And this is what you're trying out. So go for it. This, show is, us, a ba- show this us is a big. Show us Master, Master Chief himself, Keelan Simpson.
1: My wife.
0: <laughs> I fucking hate him so much. <laughs> I hate him <it> so much. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> well, as Keelan <laughs> like stumbled over, uh, today we're going to do a bit of a Halo retrospective because after what Keelan just did, nothing can be good going forward, so we may as well look backwards. Um, went it through one, two, three, ODST, reach four and five. And yes, we know there's a bunch of other, other Halo accoutrements to the franchise. Um, but look, we can't go for that long. We don't have it in us. And I am very, very new to the franchise. Um,
1: Ooh, very look, nice. What,
0: I fucking hate you so much. I fucking hate you so much. Call Keelan and we can talk about Final Fantasy again. Please. You mean Simon? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Who did... Yeah, I just said Simon, didn't I? Yeah. No, you did didn't. You said Keelan. Oh, no. You've <laughs> broken my brain. Anyway. Anyway. So the reason I never really got into, into Halo from the jump is... Halo came out when I was like the video game guy at school. And it was at the peak of the bullshit console wars. Now look, it's 2021. If you're still doing the console bullshit, you're an idiot. Absolute clown behavior. But I was doing that clown behavior back in the day. So maybe that's a little bit hypocritical. And people would come to me, ask me questions about games. Like what games should I play? I'm like, what console should I buy? I'm like, get the PlayStation. I've grown up with it. it It's a great exclusives got these great games and you can borrow games of me. You can be my friend. And then everyone else started buying, started buying an Xbox and my parents weren't gonna buy me a new console. They barely knew I existed at points. Uh, so I, I didn't have an Xbox. I just had my sister's PlayStation for most of the time. Um, and it became almost like the, it was real hipster of me, hipstery of me. i was like, I see everyone enjoying it. Like, can't be that good. I don't even want to play it. Ugh, ugh. Uh, and I, I, I fucked up, I missed out. So, Everyone having these like amazing memories of playing Halo multiplayer in high school. I just completely missed out on because I was like, I'm going to play God of War like an intellectual, okay? Mm. I was a fucking clown. Um, and only recently have I have I actually started playing Halo properly. I, I played Halo 1 with you this year. We, we streamed it over on Twitch. Oh, yes. Um, And I am the proverbially balls deep in the Halo multi, uh, Infinite multiplayer, I am in love with it, and I'm very, very excited for Halo Infinite dropping December 8th, maybe? It's in a few days a time.
1: Ninth in Australia. 8th,
0: 9th, yeah. it's all the same thing. Same time shit. is a flat circle. But speaking of Halo 1. Flat circles. It didn't all start with Halo 1, Keelan. It didn't all start with Halo 1. What? Is exactly time of the time. What? What? <laughs> Let's go back and into the way, way back machine to see where Halo's DNA started. Started all the way back in 1994. I was three. Uh, this is when a studio called Bungie, the studio behind the original Halo games, now they're making, obviously, the Destiny franchise. They launched a game on the Macintosh called Marathon. Now, Marathon was revolutionary due to its use of a free look camera. Not many mm. games had that back in the day. Obviously, allowing players to control where they want to look with the mouse. It, it's... In every single game you play nowadays, yeah. they created that.
1: Man. It's, it's so weird to think of. It's so strange to think, like, they were releasing, A, games like that, and B, on, on a Mac? That was, like, a viable platform to be playing video games, proper decent video
0: games on? Whoa. It all ended a few years later, don't worry. Now, Marathon was a sci-fi game. You had to to defend the Earth against uh, an alien threat with the help of an AI system.
1: Ooh.
0: Pretty strong correlation there. You can see where that all all, uh, marries up. Now, Marathon had two sequels, Marathon 2, Durandal, and Marathon Infinity, almost infinite. Um, But after those games came out, they, Bungie, that being being they in that case, uh, subtly lean into RTS games with Myth, The Fallen Lords, and Oni. Now, during the development of Myth, a small group of the developers formed up, a bit of an idea, a futuristic sci-fi game with a focus on physics and 3D terrain. Now, that sounds like Halo, right? It wasn't. There was still an RTS. it wasn't the Halo we know and love. That concept of a sci-fi game, blah, 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 but an RTS was shown off at Macworld Expo in 1999 Man. by none other than Steve Jobs. Steven Jobs. Steven Yobbs, your boy. Uh rest in peace. Rest in peace, buddy. Um, that was in nineteen ninety-nine. And by June nineteenth, the next year, Bungie had been acquired by Microsoft. Um, uh, they had reworked Halo into an FPS and they announced Halo was gonna be one of the major titles launching alongside the new console, the Xbox. Now, Keelan, did you, you got the, the the OG Xbox around launch time? No, no.
1: Uh, hell no. I've never really bought consoles around launch time, mm. Jesse. It's never been a need to.
0: Yeah, probably a smart move. Probably a smart move.
1: I got it much later, but I played plenty of games with people who did. Went to the well.
0: Houses. It's probably a good thing you didn't at the start because, well, I guess in the build up, um, the the sort of pre reviews of the game were a little bit hesitant. There was a demo that came out um, for a lot of outlets, and they said, "Look, it's got some real bad frames issues." Which I mean, it's. 2000. So imagine how bad frame issues could have been, uh, and there was just like a lack of things to to do. But being a demo, there was a lot to be released hmm. um, in the full version. And when the full version actually got sent out to the public, the reaction was unbelievable. Yeah. And this, this is when I got started getting really defensive about my precious PlayStation and acted like an absolute dickhead and missed out. But Keelan, you got into Halo One. combat evolved what was it like
1: so i first played halo with my next door neighbor he had an xbox or more accurately his brother had an xbox his older brother and uh we went and played it and the very first level that i played uh was not actually the first level of halo it was the i'd say the third one it's a night stealth mission you may be oh, a- that mission was sick! Yeah. yeah, I remember that one. It was sick. It was incredible. And I realized you have this little torch thing where you can turn it on and off, and you're like sneaking around for the first, you know, a uh, few minutes of that level. And I was hooked. The game was easy to play. Like I hadn't, I hadn't played first-person shooters with that type of layout on a controller before and it just felt natural after 5 minutes of playing i think that's like the strength the 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 overall contribution that halo combat evolved had to the entire gaming community as a whole is establishing that control scheme and just basically making it so that this is the best way to control a first person shooter there's never a reason to do it any other way and
0: I mean, look, to the state it's just still like still if a studio going to nail first-person shooter gameplay mechanics, have a look at where Bungie has Destiny. Yeah. Destiny has a bunch of issues, but playing it, like that moment-to-moment gameplay, the, 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 the shooting mechanics and everything, are second to none.
1: The actual Absolute second to none. The actual act of interacting with that game felt so good. So even Ooh, though I knew yeah. nothing about the plot at that time, I was already hooked. It just felt great. And then... Later down the track, I actually got Halo Combat Evolved on PC, but that was, yeah, that was a few years
0: down the track. Um, I think another reason I didn't want to accept that I really wanted to play this game is because I was no good at first-person shooters. Really? The the game that got me into first-person shooters wasn't even an FPS game. It was Resident Evil 4. I played that, which is an over-the-shoulder shooter. Mm. I played that, you know, through five or six times then i could do the harder mode pretty well and then i had the confidence Mm. but i remember even playing games like like black and i would struggle a lot Mm. i couldn't my brain just didn't want to work out that one stick is movement and one stick is your camera i i don't know why I've, i've always been a bit of an idiot i guess now i can play them okay but uh it took me a long time so it was one of those things of I better not play in front of people because I'm the video game guy and I'm really going to be bad at this. Hence why I never play Mario Kart with people.
1: Ah, Mario Kart is mm. not a game of skill, Jesse, so don't worry about that.
0: Garbage game. Garbage game. Terrible Gounds. game. But we can say all this shit now it sounds like I here.
1: know, right? And it's no protest. That's a <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's bad.
0: Mario is right.
1: <laughs> this is going to hey, turn into me. one of those
0: <laughs> It's a me, Mario. I'm back. This is
1: gonna turn Bells. into one of those toxic echo chambers, Jesse. We can't do that. Um,
0: Have you listened to our show? <laughs> come on, come on.
1: There's at least okay. one Halo Force. combat involved. Um, Just
0: so we can get a bit of a wider view on it. Can yeah. you tell us what what happens in Halo about, combat? Oh,
1: man, that's a big question. But basically, what happens in Halo is that you play this dude who looks like a robot, seen this superpower armor thing. They wake him up from cryo sleep or some shit like that because um, you're about to crash land on a planet or something that looks like a planet. Turns out it's not a planet. It's just a fucking ring. And you crash onto this ring and then you kind of have to uncover the mysteries of what the hell is happening there and also why the hell all these alien people are attacking you. And in the midst of all of that, you end up unleashing a... How do I say? A a universe-sized plague. Um, Mm. And... You kind of you got to deal with that basically. So it's cool. deal with that, yeah deal It's it's cool, man. It's a weird sci-fi story, and the best part is it doesn't fucking matter. Like it's not important. <laughs> you can just enjoy that story from the beginning, um, just in in little bite-sized pieces, because you are you're doing specific things, you've got a mission, you've got this voice, this AI companion, Cortana, she's in your ear and she's telling you, Chief, you got to do this now. And then she gives you some sass and then you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then you go and do it and it's great and you've got these little encounters that you have inside of Halo. Halo split up into little encounters and you can sort of, especially on the bigger levels, it gives you more of like a, a wide linear approach to to tackling those encounters so you can you can approach it however you want some levels there are vehicles that you can use to sort of take the fight to the enemies alternatively you can go in on foot and you can try and be quiet and kind of like sneak around and surprise them and uh, push them into a corner with grenades that type of thing it's just so wide and interesting so you end up telling a lot of stories of your own like little mini narratives as you as you handle these encounters
0: it's awesome that's what I find found really good in the game is there was enough dialogue and narrative that if you wanted it, it would keep you going. But it was also very easy to ignore, and I started mm. to ignore it a fair bit during my playthrough. Whereas nowadays, it needs to be like airtight. Your narrative needs to be spot on. Mm. Where those times we can give you breadcrumbs, you can fill it out yourself. Like that uh, mission, uh, Silent Cartographer. Yeah. I loved it when I first started. Decided to stream and play it. You're like, you'll like this mission. And uh, when Halo Infinite Impressions first started coming out, a lot of places, a lot of outlets were saying, um, the whole thing feels like one long version of that mission, which has me big deal psyched because that shows off this like non linear like non linear design of you can approach approach it however you want. Do you want to be in a vehicle? Do you want to be on foot? Just do what you want. Just get it done uh it, it. after playing that game in 2021 it did that better than a lot of games do now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it blew my mind that that mission was so far ahead of its time you know which mission wasn't that fucking library what uh, the hell was that we played that one was it you and i or was it me and no sean? it was not it
1: was. it was sean i think
0: it was yeah. sean that we stream that and I I as soon as we were done with that, I'm like I'm I'm done streaming for that. Is well, a, that doing?
1: is a low point, not just in Combat Evolved, but in the series as a whole.
0: In gaming history. Yeah. I, I, I will
1: say that is one of the most the one the least
0: enjoyable missions I've ever put I've ever played in the game. That was a
1: slog. It just you know that that mission to me reeks of like shit. We've really gotta pad the l- runtime of our game out. And we don't know where to, to put it and what to do with it. And they just copy-pasted a whole bunch of stuff in there.
0: Funny you mentioned the runtime. It, it's, I agree with that. It did feel like it was trying to pad out the game because there were parts missing this game. They wanted to introduce a multiplayer, but the Xbox Live system wasn't really up to par at that point. So they had to cut it. However, just a, a uh, few years later...
1: Just to be clear, Jesse... Had- they did have yes. local multiplayer as well as local like multiplayer, multiplayer. Sorry, on- and, online
0: multiplayer, sorry, and I'm that playing.
1: was a, that was a big deal. That was a huge deal as well because people would drag their Xboxes to land parties and hook stuff up, and we, we used to do that type of thing a lot. But yeah, I
0: to, but I went to hipsters parties. Uh, <laughs> but but ah, my own fault. But
1: but nothing. But you go ahead. <laughs>
0: Fucking hell, Jesus Christ. 2004, we got Halo 2. Now, with a bigger budget, obviously, after the Halo Comet Evolved broke sales record, it's absolutely huge. Um, and, a lot, of course, more faith from Microsoft. It means that they could introduce a few new features and things like that. That's why we got our online multiplayer. However, they did actually cut a lot from this game as well. The initial demo looked really different. Mm. Um and then when they re released it, so when they released it properly, they had to change the graphical engine just because of technical limitations at the time. Uh, and that meant cutting a bunch of vehicles and weapons and, and enemies and things like that. It wasn't very much a cut down version of what people thought they may be getting. However, still leagues ahead of everything else at the time. And 2004 was around that golden time when online multiplayer started to pop off. And it's really due to Halo 2. I don't think the online gaming space would be any close to what it is today without halo and i think halo 2 kicked it off what do you think of halo 2
1: kills i'll tell you a bit of a story with halo 2 i got my first xbox in no maybe october or november 2004 halo 2 came out later and That was the first game that I bought. I was just renting games before that. That was the first game that I owned on Xbox, Halo 2. Um, I played Combat Evolved on PC before that, and of course, friends Xboxes. But I owned Halo 2. And when I put that game into the disk drive, I was just blown away. I cannot understate how freaking spectacular this game looked for the time. Like, it it shouldn't have worked on the Xbox, but it did it was it was huge it was the scale was unprecedented it was just it was crazy and the, the online portion i was uh un, i was not lucky enough to have broadband internet connection but my friend sure did and we used to play split screen online there all the time man that changed everything it was so easy to connect up with your friends and to just jump into a match. It's all match made. There's no servers. There's no none of that nonsense. You click a button. You put into a room with other people. And you're shooting them in the next screen. And it was awesome. That is how games work now. And they didn't before Halo 2. And it, yeah, there was, there was just some spectacular maps. Um, awesome game modes. That whole big team battle thing kind of came around then. And yeah, I just have so many fond memories of that game and the um the 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 story as well. They tried to do something very different there.
0: Well what happened in Halo 2? What's the you're also giving me my refresher course because I, I've only played one and then a bit of inf well, the infinite multiplayer. I'm missing a lot of so, stories. So you're you're my refresher here.
1: Look, I'm just gonna give you these just the big story beats here. What jokes? It's not not the uh, anything specific, but Halo 2 is not about just the Master Chief. It's also about the Arbiter, who is, I guess, a disgraced um, Sangheili, aka Elite General. Um, he fails in his mission to stop the Master Chief um, from destroying the first Halo ring. And for that, he's stripped of his rank and he's made into the Arbiter, which is a, how do I say, um, a, like a, a, a symbolic... Military figure who goes on what is what are essentially suicide missions on behalf of the Covenant. Um, So yeah, he kind of goes out and he's hunting the chief, and pretty soon they realize like, hey, we aren't too different, are we? And turns into a buddy cop thing, and so it's great, man. It's it's so good.
0: What is a Halo?
1: What is a Halo? It is uh, my
0: understanding. Can I give you my understanding of it? So the Flood. Yep. is that ancient sort of plague, right? Yes. And the Halo was a weapon to use against the Flood.
1: Halo is, Oop. a Halo is a part of a network which, which is a, a superweapon, a, a galaxy-spanning superweapon which annihilates all sentient life all potential hosts for the Flood. Uh, so that's that play.
0: dumb, annoying robot number one was like, I'm going to turn this on, I'm going destroy everyone. I'm like, oh, you stupid little cube.
1: Correct. That's why they're the caretakers. They are uh, inanimate objects, AIs. So, yeah, that's what a Halo is. It's a big-ass weapon. But it is also, um, it, it's vast, gargantuan ring that floats in space which for some reason has terraformed land on the inside of this ring where people can survive it's also got an atmosphere and oxygen apparently so um very
0: interesting they're pretty cool now just to go back to the multiplayer bit what i like about halo and i guess multiplayer games at that time is nowadays all your all your multiplayer is really online there's not much couch co-op in games anymore, which is a massive shame. Um I was gonna ma- I was gonna mention games like It Takes Two, but legally I can't call it It Takes Two anymore, no. can I? Fucking take two, sons of bitches. We had so much news we could have covered this week because has been like there's been like a lot of good news but everyone to speak about Halo this week. But take two. What the fuck man it requires that-
1: a couple. It's a new one. <sighs> um, uh, it requires a couple. Yeah.
0: Friends um I like that the multiplayer back in the day didn't stop. You could, I, we, you and I could play a game right now. Different houses. You come over, we keep playing. I love that. Mm. Whereas a lot of games, if you came over, it right now, but like, oh, we can, I don't know, swap the control back and forth, and guest play online. It's just not out. the same. I hate that. Yeah, just,
1: yeah, man, yeah. yeah, disappointing. <sighs> But it was a great game and a great experience and many fond memories sitting in my friend's house doing split screen with one Xbox at one end of the house and the other Xbox on the other end of the house so that no one could
0: screen cheat. It's awesome. And I'm at home playing Cold Winter by myself. Hey, man, that game looked all right. Yeah, it was fine, but you're up there playing and then I'm out like, look at the guns like, yeah, the Needlers. I guess the Needlers are cool, I guess. Ugh, ugh. I'm going to play Resistance Fall of Man which I'm glad I did.
1: That was a good game. It was.
0: 2007, Halo 3. Now, it was... Look, it's an FPS game in the day. It's not going to reinvent the wheel every single time. So it was Mm. more of the same, just on a larger scale with a much, much bigger... Bigger? Bigger. Marketing budget. Marketing Mm. campaign. And a much larger multiplayer. Yeah. Now, I remember the Halo 3 marketing campaign... um, Was everywhere like, bags of chips had Master Chief on them. Drinks had Master Chief on them. Ice creams had Cortana on them. Oh yeah. Hmm. This is around the time people got really horny for Cortana. uh, Cortana. Real horny. They couldn't
1: render her properly before. Weird.
0: But then they could. And And then then they could. Then Then it turned into then they're bloody. You know what a bloody man an old wank.
1: Then it turned into a Uh, problem. Yeah
0: killing Halo Three what do you think of it
1: oh man i was um I was in high school when that came out um and to be honest it's Halo two but just turned up a lot the matchmaking features were much more robust um there were a lot more game modes um there were more vehicles more weapons they changed how some of the the weaponry and stuff functioned um Things like dual wielding was, were a little bit different. Um, but one of the coolest things that they did was the creation of Bungie.net, which is basically like you log in there, you log in with your Xbox gamer tag thing. It shows you all of the stats that you had racked up for all of the games you had played um, online for Halo 3. And it was like detailed stuff. It was like it showed you heat maps for each map showed you you died most here in this area you got most kills in that area over there like it was so oh it was
0: that detailed it's
1: so it's so detailed it was sick it was really really cool and it helped you kind of like learn i don't know it's interesting i said this to you earlier jesse it's almost like your spotify wrapped for the year where it just points out all these things that you've done and it just i don't know it makes you you kind of appreciate and understand your play style really well
0: the AFL statistics part of my brain just got a boner from that.
1: It was I love that awesome.
0: level of minute detail. And I think, especially then when you're playing so much with your mates and there's so much like camaraderie and competitiveness and rivalries in a game like that, you could really kind of one up each other by going through yeah. that and be like, oh, you, you know, you're shitty, exactly. blah, blah, blah. I don't th- I hope they come up with that with Infinite, but look, online gaming is. I don't want to say it's more toxic. It has the potential to be a lot more toxic nowadays. Yeah. Did you hear they had to shut down the uh, subreddit yes, for Halo? Today?
1: I did that, man. Because get, guys, scumbags.
0: They get it. the The progression system's broken. They get it. Let's chill for a second. Have they not they shown
1: numerous times that they're willing to address it and implement fixes? Anyway, besides the point, anyway. there was one other yes. really cool thing about Halo Three. Um, now you know the, the the marketing campaign was all about finishing the the fight and finish you know, the fight, you know, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. It, it, it's the tail end of that story arc, basically. Um, but <laughs> it all ended up being okay. Like the there the were parts of Halo Three which kind of dragged on, but they also implemented something called Forge in there, which was basically a rudimentary map editor and okay. on console that's pretty uncommon so you know sitting on your xbox 360 you can go into this map and you can change things like what weapons spawn what vehicles spawn um just lots of different things about uh the the game that you're playing and people came up with really cool game types um what is it called Griffball, i think was invented there and that's become like no. a, a thing now built into the game
0: So is that what oddball is
1: i i think so potentially maybe
0: so i i'd heard a griff ball before i was like what what i was like seeing like a party in another room and just be like oh i wonder what's going on in there i'm not going in there but i wonder what's going on and i heard griff ball coming out of that room maybe Hmm.
1: so it's um it's pretty amazing and the other thing it allowed you to do and this was super interesting to me at the time youtube was still really young and not a lot, like not a huge amount of uptake with people, especially considering that you had to have decent internet to stream anything, really. Me, and yeah. I, I didn't have that, so um, but I did have enough bandwidth to play Halo online. Um, you could save recordings of all your matches, like the full match, and then you could pull that back up and you could view the match from any angle Ooh. at all like it it was like magic um but it makes sense all you're doing is you're downloading like the the data of what the player's did you're not downloading a video or anything of the sort so it was like relatively accessible for someone like me with the shitty internet connection people used to make funny videos and stuff all the time and they would share that and Bungie would be promoting like the, the best videos of the week and stuff. So you just download that and you'd view this funny video or this cool thing where someone did something weird and unusual and broke the game in a cool way. It was awesome. It, 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 it's like they were, they were like building that, that community, you know? So cool.
0: A lot of developers and publishers now use like photo mode for that. So like, you know, when like a new Spider-Man comes out, my whole social media is flooded with with photo mode um, shots from that. I guess at a very much a boiled down refined version of what Bungie was doing here. Mm. But you mentioned YouTube and I've got to ask something. This is another piece of media that came out, spun out of, of Halo, became huge and within its own right. I just don't know what it is. What the fuck's red versus blue?
1: I don't know either. I'm sorry, but like, that's not for me. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> Um oh take that it's just, take that
0: uh, mid 2000s internet it's
1: yeah i think it came out of either halo 1 or 2 and yeah they sort of I remember, like, did
0: machinima I would see- which was cool you know <laughs> i'd seen parts of it i actually pretty fine i think I, I think it's quite well made um but again as an outsider i just felt this massive disconnect between the seriousness of the halo storylines like the main game narrative And then the bizarre, wacky bullshit you could do on the online. And again, I think that was my brain just trying to find ways to be like, I don't want to play that. It's bad. And maybe, again, clown behavior.
1: Again, I just don't think you understand that the tone of Halo is not entirely deathly serious. It's a bit comedic. It's a bit bright and a little bit goofball at times. I mean, you just need to look at Avery Johnson, Sergeant Johnson, for instance. He's a, he's such a stereotype. It's, it's it's ridiculous, but it's funny. It's hilarious. Same with a uh, uh, three four three guilty spark. His dialogue is amusing. His attitude. It's it's all funny shit, even though it's the the topic is serious. But it's
0: it's just pitched in a in you know, a in a real comedic sense. It, instance, I think just You've because my him. perception was based on, on Master Chief, who's quite a serious character. Yeah. he doesn't really joke around too much. Yeah. But he's someone you can take the piss out of a lot. Exactly. He he he's Dom from Fast and Furious. Exactly, where he takes himself deathly seriously, and that that's what makes it funny at times. I like that. That's a good take. Yeah. Oh look, I, I was going to force a way uh, to mention Fast and Furious, and you you know what I'm like. Now you said saying this was the the conclusion of the original trilogy. Again, wasn't even meant to be a trilogy. Wasn't meant to even have a sequel. Yeah. What happened in Halo Three? What sort of wrapped up?
1: Basically, um, they con- <laughs> Master Chief continued his fight against the Covenant and the Flood, okay? Um, only this time, the Arbiter was on his side. Rather than chasing him, they came together to unite against the common threat against both of their races, which is the Flood. And um, you basically kind of have to run that out and uh, destroy the Flood as best as possible. Um, and at the end of it all, well, I guess it's spoilers... Uh, Master Chief kinda, well away, kinda goes missing. He's uh, he's missing in action. He's stuck in a ship that he's had to sort of use to escape from um, the big ending catastrophe uh, when he destroys another. I think it's another Halo ring. Um, and yeah, he goes off floating in the distance, goes into cryo sleep, and that's it for him. That's the end of that story for the Chief.
0: But then we had ODST, came out
1: what two years later? Yeah, two thousand nine.
0: Question for you: hmm. What does ODST stand for?
1: I always, I always screw this up when I say it. Orbital drop, drop. Hold on, let me try that again. Orbital, orbital dropship drop, troop. uh, tro- yeah. drop shock troop trooper drop
0: shock troop. Oh god damn it! Can't say that. What's right. this one about? That's why they call now, this, them this ODST. Is, This is a separate story to the the Master Chief. Correct. Completely separate. Narrative.
1: Um, ODSD starring everybody's favorite Nathan Drake, Nathan Fillion. Um,
0: Yay. The one true Nathan Drake.
1: This game is... second. This game is incredible, Jesse. This is so completely, vastly different to any of the mainline Halo games. So essentially what happens is you are part of a squad of ODSTs, the character you play rather, is part of a squad of ODSTs who crash land into a city um, and they all uh, sort of separate into different escape pods and they land in different parts of the city. And you play one trooper whose job is then to find out what's happened to everyone and bring the group back together so they continue on their mission. You're placed into a large hub world in the city and you kind of just move from point to point investigating crash sites, beacons, where those other troopers have dropped. And when you investigate those sites, you kind of use clues and stuff to put together what happened. And then you play through the events of that day from the trooper who you're investigating. You, you play through the, the day from their perspective. And the whole thing, Jesse, is framed in this like noir tone where everything is this like really oh. like muted dark and um what's the color it's like a not a brown but like a, a a uh a sepia tone yeah almost like a sepia tone it's all muted there's like gentle saxophone um melancholy tunes Wait. playing in the background You're- no, no, I'm not so kidding. It's proper noir. It's, shit. it's proper noir. There's it's raining constantly. There's hey, always rain. It's fucking awesome, dude. That
0: is that is genuinely not what I, I no, expect. It's
1: so different.
0: I, look, does it explore like the sort of camaraderie between the, yeah. the guys within the troop? Absolutely. I like this because I, I like in um, Star Wars Clone Wars it spun off into the Bad Batch because people came, well after a few different series became so attached to. Small groups of um, clone troopers, mm. and it becomes about the camaraderie and stuff like that, the mission and stuff like that. You can get so much more, I think, from a small squad like that than a singular, absolutely just, you know, the hero. You- it's a one man army. No, I want, I want because once you, if you have one hero, there's not much weakness in it. With a group. You can have weakness in it, and it can be. It, you have a dynamic with it as
1: well. And you can explore it. I, they all I have. I may play this ODST game. They have relationships as well, like you know. Is this Bungie still? Yeah, it's still Bungie. This is still Bungie yeah. it, It's it's spectacular. It's a great game, and it's not too long either, which is nice. Honestly, I highly recommend this game and Reach as well. The next game we'll speak
0: well, about just before we get into reach you mentioned the, the, the saxophone music in there and look we can't go through a halo podcast without mentioning the incredible halo music while researching this episode i've listened to nothing but the halo soundtrack and something that i've mentioned uh, dozens of times in this podcast and look if you're listening and you ever get a chance to go to one of these i highly recommend it video game symphonies my partner and i go to them whenever we can and i Again, never really played Halo at the time when they, when we went, We had a chance to go see them back when we could go outside and do things and play, people toured Australia. Um, they would play songs from the Halo soundtrack, and they are haunting when played by an orchestra, and even just playing the game, even playing the multiplayer for Infinite. It just it either just awe-inspiringly beautiful and 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 grand, or sort of like shitty rock but you're getting pumped nonetheless
1: dude it's Steve like come on man i'm getting into this shred that guitar dude shit yeah it's 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 over the top like some moments in the halo game it's just it's silly
0: i I think the music is really good a really good parallel to how i see the game itself the orchestral dramaticness of the narrative the main story narrative and then there's the balls of the wall like fun and fuck-aroundness of the multiplayer is that College Rock bullshit.
1: Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, love, I highly recommend, so Jesse, you listen to the ODST soundtrack. It's something
0: special. There's so many good themes. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to play this. After you mentioned the, the whole noir take in it, I, Did I didn't it experience sick. that because I, I want to see what you mean here. I, hey, you mentioned Reach.
1: Yeah. What's Reach about? Reach, Reach is sort of a, a standalone thing as well, but it is essentially a prequel. Um, it chronicles what happened during first contact between the Covenant and um, the UNSC. And you are a rookie in a squad of Spartans um, called Noble Team. You might have heard that one before, Jesse. And um, essentially you are sent through to the planet Reach, one of Earth's colonies, to investigate what the hell is going on and why aliens are shooting your people. And um, the 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 history of Reach is explained kind of in the first Halo, um, but the colony was decimated. Everyone died. Covenant, Covenant killed them all, glassed the planet to make it um, unlivable. And um, that is something that almost every player of Reach goes into knowing about. Um, that you will die at the end of this mission, and that 's what makes it more powerful. so you have this squad of characters that you get to know over the course of the mission, some of them have been working together for a long time, but you the character you play the rookie it 's only just met these people, so you 're starting to learn about them and their motivations and stuff, and one by one they slowly drop drop off um, so speaking of star wars it's rogue one it's it's pretty much that, and it is cool it is so freaking good jesse it is so freaking good you know what's gonna happen but it just hits right and the thing that it's it's one of those gaming moments that will never ever leave me it will sit with me for the rest of my life at the end of reach you are tasked with defending the pillar of autumn the ship from halo 1 as it escapes from reach and takes off to go into space. Oh, so it loops around. Yes. So, okay. It's all linked and even in one scene you actually see them loading Master Chief onto
0: very much Rogue One then. Yeah, you actually okay, see cool. them
1: loading him onto onto the ship. It's just freaking cool, man. And um in this in this scene you and your your Comrades sort of go out into this fight and um you you fight off waves of covenant and all that type of thing and it keeps going and then eventually the ship takes off in a cutscene and the credits play and the game just keeps going. Like you're still there and you're still fighting. And you fight to you, you drop. You just fight. You just keep going, and the enemies just keep coming, and you just keep fighting. And you keep fighting. And you keep fighting until you die, eventually, and then it plays out at the end That's like a- that, dude. That shit was powerful, man. Like it just—I'll never ever forget the first time I played through that section. Awesome. So wow, you—you you feel something when you play Halo, uh, Halo, um, Reach, something that I hadn't really felt in the other games in that i I know that you're fated to die and you feel vulnerable because of that and there's very few halo games where you feel like weak and defeated and it just it nailed it captured that man
0: a weird comparison but i i think there's gonna be some parallels here remember battlefield one yeah first mission yes where you you play as a soldier and you die and a flicks over to the next soldier. And it's meant to show you the sort of the futility of war and how many like people die and these sort of things. And I remember when you flick over to like your third person, I remember almost getting angry, but like not with the game, but I'm just like, no, fuck this. I'm going to see if I can, I want to win.
1: Mm,
0: I, mm. I'm going to save this dude.
1: I tried too.
0: I, I would feel the same playing a Reach. It's like, no, no, it is me against them. And I'm, I'm invested in this. That's a really cool... Man, I miss that so much.
1: Yeah, dude, it was, awesome, it, was, it was awesome. The multiplayer was sick as well. They included new things like jetpacks in there, which, which really changed mm. the, the, like, the layout. For well, better or worse? For better. A lot of people would agree that Reach was the pinnacle of Halo's multiplayer.
0: That's your ask question about the... Not so much multiplayer. The vehicles. mm Everyone's like the warthog is such a uh iconic vehicle. The warthog shit.
1: Now the I'll warthog's put it out there. fucking awesome, dude.
0: It controls poorly. It's a bit of a meme on wheels. Like that's it's the fun, point. because You can do dumb shit with it. That's but the fucking good thing. That is a good thing. That's a great
1: thing. Cause when you do something cool in it, it's fucking awesome. And you can do you can't drive. In a traditional control scheme, you can't drive the way you can in a warthog. You cannot do it. It doesn't work that way.
0: Bad. I hate it so it's much. It's awesome. If you think the meme nature of it makes it fun, then Rockstar has a remastered trilogy to sell you, okay? That's the whole reason I want to play those games. It needs to come back to Game Pass. I'm so keen for it. It's on It's on Xbox Pro. I've been playing uh, San Andreas again. <laughs> Oh my God! Gross! Yikes! <laughs> oh, oh boy! It is the time <laughs> now. Another. What, what else? The time was at the end of, of Reach. Bungie no longer dealt with Halo. Bungie moved on to make Destiny. That was their
1: last Halo game, and they could have they could have phoned it in, but no, they didn't. That was that was probably the best Halo game ever made. Reach. Yeah.
0: For some reason, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, I, I kind of see these two as shorter spin offs. Or no, is that no. Reach selling them short? Sure they are full length.
1: No, Reach is full length, proper okay, cool. game. It's it's technically spectacular as well. The sound and the visuals are just amazing.
0: It's oh, a really okay. good Maybe game. I need to give this one to go. So at this point, uh, 343 took over the Halo franchise. And they brought out Halo. Four. Now, I remember this is, again, from the outside looking in. Seemed to be where the opinions start to turn a little bit here. What happened in 4? So. And how, I mean, could you tell it was, just from the get-go, okay, sorry. Could you tell it was a different studio making this game?
1: Yep. In every single way. Absolutely. I, Okay. I'm going to put my cards on the table. I love Halo 4. I really, really dig it. I love the story, the set pieces, the visuals, the change in tone. I like all of it. But it is so vastly different to what people were expecting out of a Halo game. Especially the multiplayer. The multiplayer, they tried to Call of duty it. You got like kill streak rewards and shit like that. Ugh, you had to choose yeah. loadouts at the beginning and all that stuff. That was all new and people didn't really like it. In in traditional Halo, Halo 3, you start off with like an assault rifle or a battle rifle and like a side pistol or sidearm or something. That's it. Every single person gets that. That same level playing field. But this one you started getting loadouts and that type of stuff
0: and the performance of at the time, Call of Duty was the it, multiplayer to beat. Exactly. That made sense to follow in the footsteps, but I understand well, why That's, that's it's <laughs> it's different. It, it's so weird. Like now I'm seeing so much of the discourse regarding the infinite multiplayer is regarding uh you know, where are the loadouts? Blah blah blah. The the, the landscape has changed so much that the default has become loadouts and mm-hmm. cosmetic progression and shit like yep. that.
1: Anyway, I digress. they're the kind of yeah going in that sort of direction me too kind of again it's that's it's fine because they actually understand and appreciate and have elevated the core of what makes halo good in that you have time to to make decisions and you can be tactical in halo 4 you didn't quite have that the time to death like was was lower than it than it had been in the past and it was not great but i loved the story that it told. Um, to, uh, to give you a, a general idea, the, the campaign, I freaking adored it. It was just exciting and new and different. Um, Master Chief, at the end of Halo 3, had gone missing, uh, floating off in space, a little popsicle, fr- freezing his butt off, and Cortana was looking after him, plugged into the, um, the computer systems of the ship he was on. So. She um, wakes him up at some point in Halo 4 after receiving some sort of alien signal and um, she sort of gets him up and says, dude, we need to look into this. This is really concerning. So you end up on this new planet and you find what is essentially a new type of enemy, the Forerunners. And they're like robots, like animal kind of shaped and they're, they're... Really weird. There's, there's a whole backstory about them and what they actually are. And it, it's, a, it's a little bit silly, but um, it's fascinating and interesting and quite different to everything that you'd heard previous to that. So the Flood is no longer the the second enemy type as it was in the first trilogy. It's now these Forerunners, the um, – um, I forget. If they probably have a different name. But anyway, you still fight Covenant and all of that type of stuff. It was just fascinating. The whole, the core, the core in Halo 4 was the relationship between Master Chief and Cortana. It's made clear very early on that AIs in the Halo universe can't last more than seven years before they start deteriorating. I think it's seven years or something. Um, and Cortana was much older than that by that point because they'd been floating in space for so many years. So yeah. she's showing signs of essentially um, artificial intelligence. Um, what's the uh, Alzheimer's? You know, she's like, <laughs> she's, she's losing her mind and she's kind of breaking and she's no longer in control of herself or her emotions. And Chief is desperate to fix her. So he sets his sight on finding her creator. Does the, the Chief her. want to fuck her? Dude, everyone wants to fuck her.
0: I don't know. They, didn't didn't they? Isn't there like a theory alternative in Cortana now?
1: Yeah, she was on on the computers for a little while, but I think they've taken yeah. they've taken that away now. In the new people keep trying to fuck
0: the computers.
1: It's bad, but you got to think about Master Chief and his history. He's this emotionally stunted, abused child, and there's this yeah, that's thing that's been with him this whole time, nurturing and taking care of him, looking out for him. He's got an. He's got some. T- I, I, I. don't necessarily think he's capable of of sexual attraction. Do to. That.
0: Do you know what know. Master Chief would say if you asked, oh, "What? Well, what? What do you see Cortana as?" You know, he would say, "My wife." Yes.
1: All right. Back on that topic, don't think he's capable yes. of anything sexual, but there's a relationship
0: there. To- oh, uh, that's I interesting. I mean. That's I think Fanart has said something about that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Uh,
1: anyway, that's what I loved about it Halo. The, he
0: calls it the Needler.
1: That's what I loved about Halo. It's my, it's the favorite thing. My favorite thing about ODST and my favorite thing about Reach. It's those relationships that you build and you see them change and develop over the course of the game. Halo Four. It
0: is a lot deeper. The stories. Then again, than expected. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my outside possession of this game was so wrong. I'm, 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 I'm really kicking myself this year. Now that I started playing him. Good shit, man. But five was a little bit rocky from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Now I, I worked at EB games at the time. I four now, now the thing was five or when five came out and I remember did that mean I'd launch for it? We thought there were gonna be a lot more people there than there were. Uh, and then over the next month or so, we had a few returns. We had a few people coming in just talk about it, I didn't like it, thought all shit. What happened with Halo 5?
1: Uh, oh, Halo 5. It was not what the marketing campaign said it would be. Man, I think the perfect way to describe it. Um, I worked at EB at the time as well, and I worked with a guy who was a huge fan of um, of Halo. Shout out, Alex. Good dude. And he told me about this series of podcasts that they had released starring. like It was like Keegan-Michael Key or some shit like that. It was a big, oh, shit. big thing. And he was basically a journalist chronicling how the Master Chief had gone rogue and how um they they had to track him down because you know he's, he's a danger to um the um uh, to earth or whatever and it just it made it seem like this a very different story to what it actually was um so in halo 5 master chief is pursued by another spartan Spart- spartan Locke, um to Bring him in for something which I don't remember what I don't remember what he did wrong that's how unexceptional the story was um and the game was sort of centered around uh Locke's pursuit of chief and chief's pursuit of cortana the in some way in four she kind of disappears into the ether, but he at in five he finds out that she still exists in some form, so he goes off off to look for her um and it just, it it didn't make sense. It wasn't entirely coherent. It, the, the campaign itself was okay. It flowed reasonably well. It was a bit short. It was fine. It wasn't interesting in the way that the previous ones had been. Even Halo 4, I think, at least had a little bit more to show for it. Um, on top of that, the multiplayer was um, unexceptional, except for it was a really interesting mode where you could kind of You'd earn cards almost, and you could use those cards to call in vehicles and weapons and that type uh, of stuff. I'd I would
0: the kill streaks, though, like to an extent, sort of, but not quite. You it's have the same. To, you had to go it's into same like same.
1: A, a a requisition station and start, kind of like call it in. But it's like it's it's like one of those big map type situations, and there were PvP. Um, there was PvP combat in addition to PvE combat. So sometimes a boss would spawn on the, on, the, on the map and whichever team could beat the boss first would be rewarded with something or the other, which was a cool concept. I, Ooh, I, liked, I like that. I like cool. what it was. Um, it just did not pick up a lot of traction. Yeah. Um,
0: PvP, v- p- v- e, I guess, um, games. Like the concept of that is so cool. It's mm. never been done exceptionally well no remember that resident doesn't resident evil game that came out um it was meant to be an online you know death match kind of thing but there were zombies in the map and the whole thing was if you use your weapon or you know noise you can attract the zombies to attack people but you also need to go around so you know do you go around silently killing people and avoid zombies uh, i remember Man, yes that, that idea was so cool. And it was so poorly, poorly executed.
1: I think it's a lot harder to to account for the interactions of humans with NPCs yeah. than we give it credit for. It's a good idea yeah. in, in theory. But yeah, anyway, now, Halo 5 just was... Just get back to Halo. Yes. Halo 5 was okay, Jesse. It wasn't bad in the way that people say. I also worked at Midnight Launch and I walked out with an art book for myself as well because... Huh. The artwork was
0: spectacular. It's gorgeous. Um, you brought up an interesting thing. You know, in the multiplayer, they were trying some different things. Halo seems to be quite not notorious, famous for its its different multiplayer modes. And I did see there's a bunch being released before the end of the year. Uh, I think one was called like, I want to say Fiesta or something like that. Maybe I, I could have that completely wrong. I don't know. What Are that there is. any like even just playing the infinite um multiplayer beta you have the you know capture the seed i guess so you have to seed your power battery i don't know it's all bullshit are there any particular modes that you want to see make a comeback or that particularly stand out throughout the whole franchise
1: um there's only one mode that i care about jesse Well, two modes big team battle which is already there and the other mode, which is also already there, and I would have thrown a tantrum if it wasn't shoddy snipers, Jesse. Shoddy snipers. Guess what kinds of weapons you have
0: in that game mode? Um, I'm gonna guess snipers. Can you say shoddy? Shoddy is short for shot, shotgun, shotguns. You'd be correct. Yeah. Every player,
1: you, you, it's uh, usually two v two, so you have a shotgun and a sniper rifle, and you put in a relatively small map. Those are the only weapons that you have. There's no other weapon drops on the map, and you just got to fucking get people. Close distance, Wait, long you- distance. It's awesome. Sorry, is that so in the tense. Halo multiplayer? Apparently. I've seen it mentioned, but I don't think we can access it yet.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's going to be out soon. I, I love... I love small-scale online multiplayer. Mm-hmm, so 2v2, mm-hmm. that's very, very It's true. just we, it's we'll, tense. We'll, we'll yes. be playing that. <laughs>
1: yes, we will. It's tense and hectic and I love it, man. So good.
0: It's so weird. I, I feel like I've just like... You know, imagine like the first Marvel film you ever saw was like... I don't know. Fucking... Miss, Captain Marvel. Like, yeah, I like this. This is good. Wait, there's 23 more films and then you get into it's like, wait, this is what people were going on about. That's how I feel this year after playing Halo Combat Evolved and then obviously doing the podcast. Yeah, I'm researching more about other games, getting more into the whole like Xbox Microsoft ecosystem and now playing a shit ton of Infinite. I, I'm really missed out and you did it's so cool seeing people like yourself who played this, you know, as a teenager. You played with a bunch of mates, and you you start to sort of reawaken those same feelings that you had back then. That's such a unique and rare thing, and it's a very, very precious thing. I, I really like it. I I love majority of people's reaction to this multiplayer. Again, the multiplayer space and online gaming discourse has changed so much since Halo was around and you know the big thing that you know they made a, a really really tight multiplayer ex- online experience as the experience itself they didn't put too much effort into the progression system which was broken mm. and unfortunately games like you know fortnite apex Warzone, and stuff like that made it all about that grind for progression all about cosmetic progression and stuff like that that's how you show players that you're better than them. Not just your rank, not just how you play the game, not just the fact that, you know, you're actually doing the, you know, you're on point and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. The, the discourse around that has kind of, kind of sucked a little bit, been yeah. a bit disappointing.
1: I don't know, man. I'm just saying I'm topping the charts in these these matches that I'm playing. All right. And these dudes with all these fancy armor things and stuff, they got shit on me. Just saying. That's what that's what twenty years of Halo does for you.
0: Oh my God, that's sad. That's really twenty years of Halo. Really sad. Hey, look, I, I think I'm just starting on my twenty my twenty years of Halo. Okay,
1: dude, I'm so but- glad that you are open minded enough to give it a go. It's something yeah,
0: I, I I missed out.
1: It's it's something that is it's got a special vibe to it, Jesse. And I think with Halo Infinite as well, I feel like. The magic when you land on that first ring in the first Halo in Combat Evolved and you land on that ring and there's this weird otherworldly planet with the greens and the purples and the stuff, they capture that again in Infinite. It's there. There's a little bit of that magic in the air. We've got something good on our hands.
0: As much as I'd like to start talking about Infinite right now, it comes out this week and we're going to do a bit of a review on it next week. So we're going to wrap up here. Very nice talk about Halo with you, Keelan? Yeah. And we're going to talk about more Halo next week. Hell yeah. But if you want to hear us talk about other games and other bullshit that we talk about, we're on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe and leave us a review. This week, uh, last week now, I did an episode of Love Letters, a a show where I do a bit of a one-on-one interview with a a fellow content creator about a game that's really important to them. I got to interview our very own uh, Simon Evans. I was going to call, try and come up with a... Another dick joke about him, but I forgot nothing. Simon Evans, want to talk about Final Fantasy XIV? I know, shock. Um, spoke about that, absolutely lovely to speak about that and just how important that game is to him. So go check that out. Tell me what you think. Um, of course, while you're on Spotify and iTunes or all other good podcasting services, check out Fan Critical's work. They keep our lights on and they have a bunch of great shows to check out: movie reviews, TV shows reviews, all sorts. Of course, if you want to keep up to date with all things gaming, storymode.com, storymodegaming.com. Yikes, I almost sent you all to the wrong place. That's the place to be. We're on your socials, we're on Facebook, we're on your Twitter, we're on your Instagram, at StoryModeAUS. Keep an eye out there for our StoryMode Awards nominations. They'll be coming out in the next few weeks. Of course, like I mentioned a few times before, we are on Twitch, at StoryModeAUS. We stream games, a lot of Halo multiplayer lately. And we're playing Minecraft for the first time ever this week. It's going to be great. So jump on there, give us a follow. Tell your friends about it. And also, if you want to donate any any coinage our way, we're on Patreon. Just search for Fan Critical and you get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. Who was that? Keelan. Very, uh, very intimate episode. Yeah, it was nice hanging yeah, out very, with you, it was Jesse. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure to speak to you. And always a pleasure to, to put video game words into your ears, listeners. So we hope you had fun. We hope you love Halo. We hope you're looking forward to Infinite. And we hope you're not being a dick online about Infinite. Because don't do that. Don't be a jerk. Also, this console war thing. Look, listen to what I have just said. It's a tale. The it's 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 morality tale there, okay?
1: Dead. I missed out. Don't be the same as me. Leave it alone. Don't
0: be like me.
1: Buy all consoles okay? or buy none. Buy a PC.
0: Buy all the consoles because we're all just slaves to capitalism. And if you don't buy anything, you know, the wheels of... Capital's gonna crumble, and us with alongside it. You know what I mean? Ah, good times. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe. Play some games. Bye. Yo.